everyone. Welcome back to JCM Prepare the Way. My name is Carol and I am here with Mallory. Hey everyone. And we just want to thank you all for tuning in to this podcast and especially even for tuning in today because we have a very special episode in store and I think it's one that's going to really encourage somebody out there, if not many of you, because it's a testimony about supernatural healing. And boy, who doesn't need supernatural healing today? Well, Mallory and I, what happened was we were talking and it dawned on me, Mallory, that she had never shared her story about being miraculously healed. And your story is such a faith building testimony. So anyway, so I asked her if she would like to share it and you graciously agreed. Mm -hmm. So, but what I do want to say is, um, and maybe this is some of you out there, there are just so many people struggling right now with some kind of an infirmity or affliction you know, we either experience this personally, right, or indirectly through someone we love and care about. I know this is the case in my own family with, on my husband's side, on my side. And, you know, the journey to healing sometimes can seem as if there is no end in sight, or even it can feel quite lonely at times, especially if we face situations where even the medical community has run out of options. And so what do you do then? Well, this was the case with Mallory, and which is why I think your story is going to bring so much hope to people. So I just wanted to ask, can you start off by telling people how healthy you were before your condition started and maybe what condition you had, if you're up for that, and then when you started to notice that something wasn't quite right? Yeah, thanks, Carol, and thanks for bringing this topic up today. I am really excited. Um, but yeah, I remember, I mean, always growing up super healthy, didn't have anything too crazy. And then I do remember in high school, I got bit by something. I was, um, out of school for a week. I was so sick and then everything seemed fine after that. Um, I got bit by something and had a rash. And then, um, after that just started to feel so tired, like more tired than the normal person. Um, kind of just played it off as laziness for a while, which was so hard. Um, and so then I realized time went on and I got a few more symptoms, um, but started to really started to find some answers. Took me a long, long time to find out that I had Lyme disease, um, which I'll go into later, but that's when I found out that something wasn't right. I was just really tired all the time. But like I said, a lot of more symptoms came. So, and I, I think, was just starting to get to know you when you were in the midst of that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, on your journey of trying to find answers, um, did you have faith? If you did have faith, um, what was going on with your faith? Can you share any of that? Yeah, absolutely. So the time that I started to really find out that I was sick was when I was just shortly after I really gave my life to the Lord. And when I did find out I was sick, I was actually working with Youth with a Mission. It's also called YWAM. And that environment was amazing. It was so faith-filled. I mean, I saw healings and miracles pretty constantly. And so for me, since I saw these healings all the time, I thought that my healing would happen actually really quickly. Um, But then I actually got to this point where I got so sick that I had to come home. And thankfully, I was living with my parents who are believers as well. So I had that environment around me. Um, but you know, you have to understand, Carol, you know, I was in this thriving faith environment, you know, and I wanted to become a missionary and I felt like finally I knew what I wanted to do with my life where before, um, you know, I was in college, I changed my major so many times 
and just didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I finally felt like, man, I had a plan before me and I was planning these mission trips. I was living with my friends, um, just dreaming with my friends of where we wanted to be long-term missionaries. And then all of a sudden that just came to an abrupt stop when I started to feel sick. And now my life, like I said, I had to come home and now my life looked like laying in bed all day and then going to so many different doctors who all just seemed so confused on what was really going on. And then not even having a diagnosis for the longest time, which was just so discouraging because if you don't have a diagnosis, there's no way to treat the problem. And then people ask you what's going on. And you're like, I don't even really know. I'm like, am I faking this? Is it in my head? You know, it was just so hard later to find out, like I said, I had Lyme disease, but it took a really long time to get there. So in my faith, you know, I went from this high, high mountaintop to knowing what I want to do to my, with my life, finally understanding, coming into my faith to this really low valley where, you know, I feel like I can't even see the way in front of me. I have no clue how I'll get back on track to that life that I wanted. And so I really started to wrestle with my faith. I started to wrestle with doubt and hopelessness. And, you know, I was never really at a place where I was walking away from my faith, but you know, I felt like all that I'd learned in my faith walk up until this point was really coming to a head and the rubber was meeting the road. You know, what did I really believe about God and who he was to me? And, you know, I think I kind of thought that now as a Christian, I couldn't really have feelings of doubt or discouragement because all those things just go, you know, like I couldn't be human anymore. And, you know, and even having those feelings, it scared me because I so wanted to hold on tightly to my faith. But with that, you know, I denied all those feelings of disappointment, lack of faith, hopelessness, and even anger, really, because now I was a Christian. So I felt like I couldn't feel that Um, because this, like I said, now I'm at home. I mean, it is just a long, it's like day after day. And when you're laying in bed all day, those days are long um, and not really going anywhere. So that was kind of where I was at. Um, but God really started to show me my heart during this time. And so, like I said, I kept denying those feelings, but I real what I really started to feel started to come out. They actually started to come out in my dreams, um, where I would just be so angry in my dreams. And one day I felt the Lord say to write down everything that I was feeling. And so I just started to journal. Like it was like this invitation to be real in front of him. And so my journaling, it started off pretty casual. (laughs) Um, but then I realized that my pen was like really making hard marks in the... (laughs) in my journal. Aww. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I'm mad, <laughs> you know, because Aww. at this time, you know, people would ask, how are you feeling? I'm like, I'm good. God is good. I felt like I had to have this Christianese answer and let mm-hmm. everyone know that I'm okay. And I had to be okay because now I'm a Christian. Um, but as I started journaling, I realized that this like angry beast came out. <laughs> I was oh. like, <laughs> I was like mad. This is very vulnerable, but, um, and all of a sudden, yeah, I just realized like how mad and disappointed and how hopeless I felt. And I just burst into tears and just had this long time of letting out all these feelings, but it felt so safe because the Lord invited me into this. He's like, Hey, I already knew you had those feelings going on and I know your heart and you're trying to hide this from me, but I know it's there. But yeah, I just remember feeling so vulnerable to God, um, but that he really was listening to me and that he cared about my heart. And I tell you, something so supernatural happened in that moment. And it's like, I just came before God's throne and I just laid everything before him, everything that I felt, all those disappointments and 
And, you know, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden I tell you my heart felt so light and it felt so free from this burden of that sorrow and that disappointment that I was carrying around. It felt like a load and something shifted in me. And I felt like it was God's love for me that he saw me and he saw what my heart felt. And all of a sudden I just had this supernatural hope for the future. And, you know, even though I knew it, it still would not look like I my life would still not look like what I wanted it to look like. It would be good and it's okay because he was my good shepherd and he was leading me. And so that was a really long answer to your question with my faith. But I did want to go into that because that is a real part of being sick. Your body is physically hurt, but there's so many emotions that come with it. And that was such a defining moment for me. And I wasn't healed right after that instantly, but it's actually a while, while later that I was healed after that. But my faith was so restored to me in that time. And so if you're in that place, whether it's a, it could be a trial, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be sick, but, um, just bring your cares to the Lord because he cares for you and you don't have to have this perfect face of everything's okay. It's okay to be in trials. And, um, I was in that for a long, long time. It felt like I was someone who was in need constantly. Like I didn't have anything to pour out, but, um, I was just always desperate for the Lord. And I feel like once I got to that place, I was able to receive God's love and receive his restoring and receive his hope. But I had to give him my hurt and my burdens of that sorrow first. Oh my goodness. That's so, um, so well-spoken and delivered on just your whole situation there. And one thing you said that I really um, uh, want to go back to, you said that, you know, it, you didn't have to hide it anymore. God essentially invited you into that um, place where you could be very vulnerable. And I feel like that is a message for somebody out there right now, mm-hmm. that there is someone um, where maybe this is resonating deeply with you and you need to just recognize where God has perhaps invited you into a place where you can feel safe and share what you're deeply, deeply feeling. Mm-hmm. I have done that um, through just some of my back issues I've suffered with for mm-hmm. 25 years now. Um, dark nights of the soul sometimes. Yeah. and um, But to feel safe enough when um, you're in those places to go to him um, to share what you're truly feeling. So I just really thank you for sharing that. And um, so I, you kind of said this towards the end, but... I'm just curious now. So it sounds like, is that when the shift happened for you? I know you didn't get healed, but when did the shift really take place for you? Of actually being healed? Yeah. Or just when things, where did it all go from there? So Mm -hmm. after you just shared all that. Yeah. So after that years went on (laughs) of, you know, I had my high points and I had my low points of, you know, some seasons I would feel really good and then others I wouldn't. I would go back. So it was kind of, um, all in all, I never really felt ever a hundred percent. Um, and I will say it was this hard, um, tension that I felt of contending and declaring healing when I didn't feel it, but then also recognizing like, Hey, I actually don't feel good. So if someone's out there and feels that I've Mm -hmm. been with you, that's, it is such a struggle to live in that tension of the not yet and declare what's to come. Mm. So that was a lot of that. Um, 
So yeah, fast forward to right before I got healed. Um, I've now just gotten married and I find myself. Can I say Mallory, I am sorry. I just want to interrupt you for just a second because, um, I don't want you to skip over how awesome, um, your dating your husband was because your husband and you really met in the midst of this. Mm-hmm. And there might be someone out there who's thinking, who can love me when I'm in the midst of such an ordeal with my health? And yet you God aligned you with just the perfect match. <laughs> I mean, in every way. And I remember being in ministry with your husband you couldn't join us a lot of times because of your health, mm-hmm. but you all even did some long road trip across the country one time together where you were visiting somebody or something and you were so sick even during that. But yet your husband just, he just, man, he just took you and did, mm-hmm. he did everything with you. To, he just wanted to be with you. And so can you just share that just a hair? And uh, I, I don't want to impose if you want to keep certain things private. I get that, but just share that, you know, you found love in the midst of all that too. Yes. Praise God. (laughs) I am so grateful for that. Um, yeah. So I met my husband in the midst of, um, actually I'll go into this real quick. Um, so while I wasn't feeling good, I was living at my parents' house. Our house burnt down. Oh, and so, I'm, so not I'm like laughing about that, but I totally No, no, I know. Yes. And this kind of opens up a whole can of worms, but I'll keep it really quickly. And um, his family actually reached out to our family and said, hey, we have an extra cabin on our property. How about you come live here? My parents started to um, meet him and his family. And so actually that's how I met him was through their family's generosity. So you guys, I'm at a low, low point. All my clothes burnt. Like I'm like, my life is your house is gone. My, your house is gone. I, your clothes are gone. Everything was gone. Um, oh my goodness, Mallory. And so we were we're living up in um, a mountain town where there's not a lot of young people too. And we actually learned that we go to the same church. And so I just I I prayed for a friend during this time. I'm like God, I just need a friend because. I will tell you, I lost a lot of friends during this time. You see who are your true friends when you're going through real trials and it's hard. Um, and so just to encourage you guys, be just such a good friend and listen, you know, and sometimes people go through long, hard seasons, but, um, so it was just, he was just a friend at first and he would drive me down to church and we'd just hang out and we were just friends at first. And yeah, then started dating and he was amazing. And there was one time I had to tell him, I said, you know, when we started getting seriously dating and I said, you know, um, I've been told by a lot of doctors that it would be really hard for me to get pregnant. And so I just want to let you know that, like that might be a possibility is that we might not have kids. And I remember we were at coffee, he was sitting across the table and he just paused and he goes, even if that didn't happen, I would still would want to be with you. But he had supernatural faith always to have children. And it was like, and it wasn't like, Oh no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. We're going to have kids. It's like, even if we would still, he still wanted to be with me and he really did carry just so much faith for that. So I was so grateful for him. Oh my gosh. He took such great care of me. So yeah, we got married and then I got the most sick I have ever been out of this whole time. And I just felt like the intensity of all the symptoms just got so much worse. I had to, I was working part-time at a coffee shop. I had to quit my job. I was a student. I was just trying to finish up my degree here, like move on with my life. And, um, and again, everything was just paused, but I knew that this time 
I was coming into a time of breakthrough. I've always had, I've always felt like the Lord was going to heal me. Um, and so with that, you know, there would be seasons where I would get prayer from people and I would just feel in the prayer time, like this is just not the time to heal, which was really hard to hear, but I knew that there was a time to come. And I knew that this was the time of breakthrough that I was about to step into this promised land that God was calling me to. And, you know, I just felt like I was in this complete spiritual battle. I mean, I felt it physically too. And just praying for healing. I was worshiping. I was asking the Lord, what is going on spiritually and repenting? And just, I mean, I was really in this time of like this, the promise feels so close and so really pressing in. And actually one day during prayer, I just felt God say to me, you know, Mallory, you're praying for healing but you're actually not asking me why you're not getting healed because I just kept praying, you know, over again, like healing in Jesus name, healing in Jesus name. And I thought, wow, you know, that's a really good idea. I should probably start praying that. And so I just started to ask God, what is this block? Why am I not getting healed? And he reminded me of this verse in James one, five, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. And so during this time, he really started to reveal some things to me. And one night I was laying in bed and I just got this picture of this snake that was wrapped around my neck. And instantly Jesus comes in. He has this staff in his hand, which signifies his role as a shepherd. And he just takes this snake off like it's no big deal. And I just knew that it was a vision from God and it didn't evoke any fear or anything, but I just knew that God wanted to show me what was going on. And God really imparted his spirit of wisdom to me. And it's so cool because I asked for it and God gave it. And so then, um, Carol, you gave me this book. Um, (laughs) it's called a more excellent way to be in health. It's by Henry Wright. Um, And so I started reading this book and just started to learn how some diseases actually have spiritual roots. And I was, as I was reading this book, I just started to realize that everything, um, that I was reading, it just started really resonating with me. And so I looked into it more and turns out that they had a conference in Atlanta, um, or a little bit South of Atlanta. And I just really felt like I was supposed to go. I told my husband and I said, Hey, I feel like we're supposed to go to this great book, the tickets. And, um, and you know, I will say when you're sick, people are so kind to be like, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried this? Um, and just when you have a million things coming your way, you can't read every book, you can't do everything, but ask God, you know, don't get weary of people's suggestions. It's because people care. Um, but ask the Lord, what are the things that I should read or what are the things I should try? Because when you try all those things, um, you just make yourself crazy. So were you gonna say something? Yeah, I, you know, it sounds like this is the point where medical answers ran out. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the encouragement we want to give people is, you know, God still heals today. And um, there are many people out there where you've hit a dead end. We have family members in that situation right now. And you have to go and rely on the Lord. And I think really doing what you've been explaining and seeking and and tuning in to even some of the even often strange things, ways he would communicate to you, like mm-hmm. the snake and stuff like that, trying to understand what are you saying, Lord? You know, he's so supernatural. His ways are not our ways, and he will reveal things. And that book that... um 
I let you borrow for a little while. You, yeah, is I'm that not the book? Returning <laughs> I had it for a long time. No, it's all, I ordered a new one. <laughs> oh my god! It was all good. No, but I really encourage you. I want to say that title again before you continue, Mallory, because I just don't want us to lose sight of it. It's a book called A More Excellent Way to Be in Health. And the man was Henry Wright. He has since passed away the last couple of years, but it is a fascinating book. Uh, he was formerly in medicine, but it goes into the spiritual roots of diseases and different things that afflict us. And so it's so interesting because he he spends a lot of time in the beginning of the book really explaining through scripture a lot of the things that actually bring sickness and disease onto ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, there are environmental and other mm -hmm. like ticks or Lyme disease, you yeah. know, things that happen to us, but there are also spiritual roots to a lot of things. And so it is a fabulous book. And so you read the book, you found out they do these retreats in outside of Atlanta, and then you went off on a journey. So mm -hmm. tell us about that. Well, yeah. Um, so that's where I was at. I did feel one day when I was in prayer, I felt the Lord say, you're going to get healed on your birthday. And I thought, okay. And this is fall. Um, and my birthday is January 11th. So, um, so my birthday, yeah, birthday's in January coming up. And so turns out my birthday is the last day of this conference. But so anyways, my husband and I, we go to this conference and I would honestly recommend this conference to it. The conference is called for my life. Um, but it's through the same group of people. And my husband and I are just sitting in this conference thinking, this is so much truth. He, I mean, he was getting free of things. Just, I mean, it, we are in such a spiritual realm that we don't realize how much of our lives it affects. It affects health, our relationships, so many different things. So very highly recommend our mental this, health too. our mental health, so many <laughs> things. And so, um, towards the end of the conference, it was a five day I think it was the third or fourth day, probably the fourth day. And, um, they're talking about different spirits. Um, and they were talking about this spirit under the umbrella of witchcraft and it's called divination. And they started talking about this spirit and they said, you know, if you've had partnership with this, you can start to feel really tired. And they list off a lot of my symptoms that I was having. And then, and you said divination, right? Yeah. Okay. Divination. Okay. Um, and they said, this is the Python spirit. And all of a sudden it just clicked. I said, wow, that was, um, that snake that was wrapped around my neck. And it, you know, just those moments where it's like the clouds clear, you just know that the Lord is speaking to you. And so they had everyone repent of any of those, um, spirits that they, that there was partnership with. And so I repented and they said, okay, we're just going to ask the Lord to free you of this spirit. And so they prayed and it was, they said, okay, everyone just keep your eyes open and, um, we'll just pray for this. And nothing crazy happened. I just felt peace. And I just felt the Lord say to me, do you believe that this was it? And I said, yes, I do believe that that was it. And so, um, that was January 10th. And, and I want to say too, tick is, um, you know, you get bit by, or Lyme is you get bit by a tick and then the symptoms come. Um, and so that is cause and effect. I don't know if they're spiritual with that. I'm not totally sure, but I do believe that this partnership with the divination kept me from getting my full healing. And so that's all I can say about that. I guess I could go more into that, but, um, and so that actually do pause there a yeah. second, because I think what you just said is really wise. 
Um, you did get bit by a tick, so there is the cause and effect of that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so on the natural side of things, that's a reality. Mm-hmm. But you said something very interesting. Something about that spirit of divination, though, was preventing you from getting your full healing. Mm-hmm. Because that's where literally the medical community were basically like, eh, we don't really have an, we don't have much more yeah. for you, Mallory. And so once that spiritual component was removed, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, boom, yeah. right? And so really quick before you continue on to the climax of the story, mm-hmm. um, where does someone, and maybe this is not for this podcast, so if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine, but <laughs> how does a spirit of divination come in? I mean, I know it in my in mm-hmm. my own sense, but I would just love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, so well, I think what I know of it, I'm still learning a lot of it. Um, I guess it'll get, <laughs> for me, it, I think it manifests as control in my life, mm. um, of liking to control things and control and plan the future. But I mean, I think we see, so we see divination in, even in acts, there was, you could probably talk better about mm. this, but okay. I know that there was someone who was doing sorcery and the act of divination. And so it's like using supernatural powers that are not gods that are from the demonic that a counterfeit exactly. And so, um, and so that's what it is. I know that I was in a environment at one point too, that, um, maybe has dabbled in that as Mm -hmm. well. And so maybe that's where that came in. Um, but I could actually see that in my life when I started to feel kind of more like I wanted to control things, um, just control my future situations, stuff like that. Um, I would feel those symptoms coming on. Mm -hmm. So it was, I mean, I could, yeah, I could feel that. So it's crazy. No, that's really good. I think that the counterfeit is huge because there's Mm -hmm. so much counterfeit even within the church right Mm -hmm. now. And that is why it's so important for us to always test the spirits. Even when you're in supernatural church environments where there's a lot of wonderful, appears to be wonderful things Mm -hmm. taking place, we have to continue to test those spirits because there could be counterfeits just all over the place. So mm-hmm. um, that's just so interesting. I just have a feeling that somebody out there was probably yeah. thinking, how in the world did she get a spirit of divination? Yeah, <laughs> you I know? know, so it can just come like that. Okay, so continue yeah. your story. Yeah, but it is out there. And man, I'm like, yeah, I want the pure thing. I want the real healing and the real Jesus. So um, yeah, mm. so that happened. And the next day woke up was my birthday and was totally healed. And it was so wild. Um, I mean, if you guys have seen the movie Avatar, that guy, Jake, he has no legs. And then he gets into this Avatar body and he like, he like puts his feet in the mud and he's like running around in his new body. And that is how I felt. I'm like, wait, am I not going to get tired? I mean, I remember I got on like a, we were still in Atlanta. So I got on like the exercise bike at the hotel and I'm like, I can work out. Like, this is amazing. Like, wow, I can eat gluten and it doesn't hurt my body. So it was the very and- next day. Your birthday. It was the very next day. It was on my birthday. I was like, best birthday gift ever. And it was so, it was so, so strange. Um, but then I come home and a little bit of time goes by. I'm feeling really good. You know, I'm like, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. It's just amazing. Um, but then I start to feel really sick and I start to feel really tired. And I'm like, God, I thought you healed me. And I remember telling my friends, like, pray for me, pray for me. Well, come to find out that I was pregnant. I didn't know <laughs> that. So, um, and that was just a total miracle. I mean, I had, it was not even on my radar bonus. to have kids. Oh my goodness. I know. So just the day after, like 
was able to. And so now um so grateful. Now I have two kids, uh, completely healthy little babies and absolutely no problem having any kids, which I'm so grateful for because I know so many people out there have just such a hard time conceiving. So um, it was like above and beyond healing and I'm so grateful for it. And I, uh, how many years? So it's been about three years now, um, over three years now that I've been healed. And I just have to remind myself, like, even when I have days where I feel sick or I'm tired, I'm like, this is nothing like it was before, just nothing. So um, I'm just so grateful for that and just have to remind myself, like I am living in the promise. Sorry, somebody somebody walked in my door. Yeah, that's fine. The dogs went out. <laughs> Go ahead. You're living in the promise. Yeah. I mean, that's all I was going to say. I am. I'm so grateful. And I'm like, you know, I, I have two littles. Um, and I mean, life is crazy and busy and I'm on my feet all day and all that stuff. And I still, I'm like, man, I've never had this much energy before. So. so, and I remember you, we had coffee like shortly after that mm -hmm. and you were just, you talked a mile a minute. You could not <laughs> I know. stop um, testifying of mm -hmm. what God has done for you. And that is the whole point guys, when God moves in our life, we are to then testify to others of it because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. We testify of what Jesus did. And so when you testified, I know just a couple more minutes here, Mallory, um, when you testified to people and shared it, did you receive any skepticism from people? I'm just curious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, so when God told me that I would be healed on my birthday, people would, I felt like I was supposed to say it out loud. Um, and so people would ask me and, you know, Christians who were good meaning people and, you know, they'd say, how are you feeling? I'm like, not great. I feel the worst I've ever felt, but God's going to heal me on my birthday. <laughs> like I just, I just knew it. And there was something so deep in me when God put something so deep on your heart and you know, you're supposed to share it. I mean, it was like, I didn't even, I was like, I don't even care. I have nothing left at this point. Like this is my only hope. Um, but, and I think that there were people like, um, and sometimes too, I could get sick and maybe someone would say, oh, well, maybe it's still in your body or something like that. And, you know, people just don't know. And so, um, you know, I, and I would say, no, I do not believe that. Like, and I wouldn't say it rudely, but I would say, no, I believe that God had healed me and God had put this hope and faith in my heart. And there were times that I'd struggle, um, where I'd be fearful of not feeling good. And when I mean sick, like just with a cold or something for a few days or something like that, you know, but, um, yeah, I think people just, I think what makes me really sad is that people don't believe that Jesus still heals today. And so just inviting people into your story, the thing is that they can't deny your story. Um, and so I tell doctors that too. I don't think they really know what to do with it. They're like, oh, I see that on your record. You used to be on this medicine, but now you're not. And oh, I was like, oh yeah, Jesus healed me. And they're like, okay. You know, like people don't know what to say with that, but just sharing your story and know that not everyone's going to get it, but it's going to plant a seed for some people. Absolutely. And, um, you know, that testimony is so powerful and I love what you said, you know, Jesus still heals today and I won't go into this, but when I received, um, a report that I had a uh, Graves disease, I remember going into prayer mm. And, um, and it's an autoimmune, which I do believe autoimmunes can be healed. I'm one of those that do believe mm -hmm. that because this is an autoimmune. And I remember going to the Lord in prayer and I said, I will not partner 
with a disease that is named after death. Sorry, I just mm-hmm. won't do that. So, and I remember my sisters who are strong prayer people, um, they, one of them in particular, my sister Rita would say, are you going to ignite faith or are you going to ignite fear? So you either stand on the promises of God or you don't. Do you believe what the Bible says is true about healing or don't you? And that's what I want to leave with is, you know, God's word is true. And there are precious promises in scripture, friends, that is our sword. And if we learn these scriptures and if we pray them over ourselves and declare them over ourselves, even if you don't see any any evidence of the change immediately, um, you are still declaring the promises of your king over yourself. And his promises are true and yes and amen. And it says that in Romans 4, we will not waver in the promises of God through unbelief, but we will be strengthened in faith, giving all glory to God, fully convinced that that which he promises, he will perform. And so I heard many years ago, a a preacher who has now passed on, he said, when it comes to your healing, sometimes we are so quick to want to take medicine three times a day that's prescribed to us Mm. well why don't we start declaring god's word over us and take his medicine three times a day and so i just want to leave you with a few scriptures Um, one is from isaiah 53 verses 4 through 5 where it says surely he has bore our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we did not yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of god and afflicted But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah 53 is a whole chapter about Jesus. And Psalm 103, 1 through 4, you can declare this over yourself. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all of our iniquities, who heals all of our diseases, who redeems our life from destruction, who crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. You know, we can be quick to automatically know that our sins are forgiven, but we won't accept the fact that our bodies are healed too. And so it's just something to ponder in your quiet time. And the last one is Psalm 107.20. Even though there's more, I just want to give you three. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And so, friends, um, this is just a powerful testimony of how God is still healing today. And we just want to encourage someone out there, just as this encourages me with the things I go through and other family members of ours that are going through things, Mallory, this Mm -hmm. is just such a... Uh, a testimony that is just so encouraging and such a faith builder. So I'm just going to leave you with the closing Mm -hmm. remarks and you can get us close this out. Yeah, I think that's great. And something that you did say that I think is just one of the most important takeaways too, is who you surround yourself with when you're going through trials or sickness, you know, you, when you got that diagnosis, you went to your sister who had really strong faith and how much, how many of us are going to, Maybe they're believers, but lukewarm and don't believe in healing. I think it's so important. When I was really at that end part where I was about to walk in that healing, I couldn't have doubt in my, I just could not afford to have those thoughts come in and I needed strong people around me. And so, um, yeah, I think it's so important and there are even Facebook groups out there, you know, um, 
that are so encouraging. I'm actually still on this like Lyme disease one and people are just posting scripture every single day and encouraging. And so, um, I think that's really important who you share your heart with and who you share what you're going through with. You know, that's a great point. Sorry. I just, um, you know, even in, um, the epistles, you know, when Peter went in to heal, he had everybody else leave the room. Mm -hmm. Faith, we need, you need people. If you're going to, if you're in the middle of a trial of an affliction or an infirmity, you need people that are going to be praying to the true God, number one, (laughs) and you're going to be needing people who are going to be praying the word, who are going to be praying God's truth over you, not just emotions and feelings. Those are, those are nice, but you want, you want to call on folks who are going to really pray God's promises over your life. And, um, it's just a really powerful, that's, that's a really powerful reminder Mm -hmm. that you just gave us is the people you do surround yourself with, you know, and I think of Peter when he, when he had everybody else leave, it doesn't say why he did that, but it makes me think, you know, any, you want to have a full assurance of faith in an environment where healing is needed, Mm -hmm. not any doubt in that room at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's so important. I'm glad that you said that, um, Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening today. Thanks for listening to my story. And we just hope that this blesses you out there. And please, if this, if you know of someone who's going through something, it doesn't have to be sickness. If they're going through some trial, um, just send this out to people who this could encourage. And if you guys have any questions, if you feel alone in what you're going through, please reach out to us. We would love to pray for you and talk with you. So um, you can email us at prepare the way at jcmcolorado.com. Yay. <laughs> I know I got, got the, it. I know it wasn't even written down. Um, it's in you now. <laughs> I know. I had to recite it before I said it in my head. I'm like, is that right? Right. Okay. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. And until next time. Great. Take care. Thank you.